Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman, and with me are two of my treasured colleagues again, Tim Novak, our investigative specialist, Mark Brown, our political columnist. Have you ever seen a week like this? It's pretty Wired cool. up. Danny Solis, the zoning chairman against Ed Burke, two years. Tim? It's, it's stunning, very stunning. The depth of uh, your imagination is probably not big enough to think of all the things that probably were recorded. Mark? Uh, you, know, you ask if we've seen anything like it before. I, I, you know, I imagine if we thought back on Greylord, that, uh, that, that, those week, that week was probably similar, but the weeks that, that you and I and Tim all think are ahead of us here on this, no, I don't think we've, uh, I don't think we've seen this. How big is this likely to get? It seems like a snowball rolling downhill. Well, we now know that, uh, um, that the feds were up on a, a wire on Danny Solis as uh, far back as 2014, confronted him in 2016. Um, you know, if he's been cooperating throughout that period of time, uh, the, you know, he controls the zoning, which is a central function in a in a in the government and and also a place where you, a lot of crooked stuff can go down if that's, if that's what's going on. That's what's so unique about this. Two power players, two parts of the Chicago power structure, one wiring up the other 12 times or more, and Danny was in a position to put Burke with the people he needed to pitch the legal business to, right, Tim? Correct, but Danny was probably also catching other people on wires besides Ed Burke. Before they confronted Danny and he agreed to cooperate, it appears the feds had like 20,000 phone calls with Danny. There's perhaps a similar number with Burke. You're looking at 40,000 phone calls oh um, <laughs> just with those two guys. Um, so somebody described Danny as, uh, to me as, as sort of a freelancer in, in City Hall, just wearing a wire on everybody anywhere in the building. And let's talk about what Danny did. Nobody runs into the federal government and says, I want to wear a wire. So what did he do to get caught and to be in this position so that he had to turn on his colleagues? Well, we now know that, that, that uh, the federal agents uh, had a search warrant uh, that they were going to execute in, back in 2016 that laid out uh, a series of things, uh, some very embarrassing things like uh, Danny allegedly uh, would go to massage parlors. Uh, that were arranged by uh, a uh, friend slash lobbyist who uh, uh, allegedly paid for them and also supplied Danny with Viagra. Uh, a lot of it. Yes, and in, in exchange for this, the government alleges that uh, that 
uh, this lobbyist was uh, pushing Danny to help him with a one of his clients, which was a, a, a street sweeping company that was using city water and was uh, facing uh, exorbitantly new charges, uh, and, and was going to it wouldn't uh, could have effectively put Elgin them out of business. street sweeping, Elgin which is another fixture with the Cacciatore family. The Cacciatore family. family which uh, also is his incredible real estate interests in the city right. uh, and in Danny's ward. Uh, so that, and that's just the tip of it. Uh, they also allege there were just a number of other things where, well, Danny kept a, a, a list, his staff allegedly kept a list of, for him when he would go to make fundraising calls of what he had done for somebody. Mm -hmm. And these things inevitably would come up in the conversations. It wasn't necessarily, I'll do this for that. It wasn't necessarily spoken that clearly, but it was always in, the, it was sometimes in the same sentence, sometimes in the same discussion. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, can you come to my fundraiser? Can you give me a donation? And, oh, yeah, I'm really working on that for you. It's just now he's very bad form. He's told associates he thinks he could have beaten these charges. The one thing he couldn't beat was the massage parlors. They had him coming in. They had him leaving. And he was going to have to resign in disgrace, lose his old manic pension. And so he agreed to cooperate, thinking, even though the other things he had explanations for, for example, Fred Latsko, let's talk about him. Danny Solis got free use of the Oprah Winfrey, formerly Oprah Winfrey farm in Indiana for his son's graduation party. Who's Fred Latsko, Tim? Fred Latsko uh, is a guy who used to be Sid Luckman's driver. Sid Luckman, the, the immortal Bears quarterback. Um, uh, wow, we're going back. We're going back. <laughs> uh, Fred Latsko was a bold-faced name in Cups column for years as, as someone who drove Sid around. Um, the last thing Rod Blagojevich did before he left office was he pardoned Fred Latsko. He expunged oh. his criminal record. Whoa. So Fred is a developer who's done a lot of things on the Gold Coast. Um, Barney's on uh, Rush Street there uh, was a development by Fred. Uh, during that project, Fred uh, submitted a check to City Hall for about $850,000 and it bounced. So Fred is a guy who has a checkered past uh, with the city. Uh, he's in a lot of different developments with a lot of big-time developers. At some point, he bought Oprah's farm uh, in uh, northwest Indiana for, um, I, I've heard 20 million, no, I, I'm sorry, about 7 million. And he would lease the farm out, but uh, Fred has told us that he did not charge Danny Solis rent when Danny used the farm to have a graduation party for his son. And Danny's explanation is he and I were friends, we traveled together, I didn't know that he charged people, he offered something as a friend to friend, and so he thinks that he had an explanation for that. He does, but the, the, the federal <laughs> agents found that there are a series of uh, uh, votes uh, in the zoning committee where Danny voted to approve projects that Fred Blatsko was involved in. So you know, Danny can say that, but the feds are kind of laying out there was a quid pro quo here. Right, but he feels that he will someday be hailed as a hero for maybe bringing down a very important part of the Chicago power structure. Is he dreaming? Is he just blowing smoke? What do you think, uh, Mark? I don't think he'll ever be hailed <laughs> as a hero. I, I, I mean, may, perhaps when we see the full extent of his cooperation, uh, we'll, we'll be grateful that he did the right thing when caught dead to rights.
And, you know, obviously, uh, I mean, I believe he's done this to save his own skin, uh, which, you know, unfortunately, that, that turns the wheels of justice sometimes. You, you've got to have, you've got to have cooperators. And, uh, you, you know, have to have he, something he, on them to he, get them to if cooperate. He, if he has, uh, if he has made a, a case uh, against uh, some of the more powerful crooks in uh, Chicago government, God bless him, uh, you know, but it's, I'm never going to hail him as a hero. No, and certainly his colleagues are not going to. I mean, it was astounding on Wednesday. The aldermen were so stunned and so furious. The last time an alderman wore a wire on another was Alan Streeter in Operation, I believe, Incubator. And he was, hail he was denounced as a rat and a snake and all these other things. And then Medrano got caught, Danny's predecessor Danny's in predecessor, the 25th yeah. Ward. And he was a stand-up guy who refused to wear a wire. So here we are, now we have the second most powerful alderman wearing a wire on the first most powerful alderman. And everybody was so furious, it was like, don't take sides against the family, like the Godfather. What struck you about the aldermanic reaction? I, I think there's a lot of fear out there because <laughs> they don't know what they said to Danny during the course of these two years or what they were caught talking to Ed Burke on. There, there, there are a lot of listening devices that have been going on. And probably many more around and, that and we don't know about, there are, right? There's speculation that there are some other aldermen wearing wires as well. You uh, want to name any names? Uh, no, because we don't know. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of speculation out there. There's, there's nervous people in the lobbying world. There's zoning lawyers who would have deal with Danny's committee on very huge projects that are a little bit unsettled by this so it's really um, has everyone's taking um, their temperature to see if they're going to be in trouble yeah when people say good morning you should say testing one two three I guess <laughs> mark what do you think about the political fallout of this you've got Preckwinkle who's really been dragged down in this because she got the ten thousand dollar contribution that Burke muscled from the Burger King franchise uh, magnate. And then you have Mendoza with her ties to Solis and Burke. Let's talk about that. Well, just at the, at the point in the campaign when we thought that Preckwinkle and Mendoza would be pulling out comfortably ahead, they've been totally stymied by this, I think. You know, it's, it's, it's made people understand more clearly who they are and, and what they're about. And uh, if, even if we might think they're not uh, corrupt the way we think other people are, they, uh, they're part of the system and they uh, have embraced their role in the system and used it for their benefit. So, I mean, I, I, I think they're both in a real problem here. Now, we have this poll out uh, today that uh, shows Bill Daly surging in between that. Now, it's kind of funny to me that the dailies, uh, you know, are, uh, uh, you know, uh, would be who we would turn to uh, after some of the stories that Mr. Novak did during uh, the Rich Daily years, but uh, people are, are looking for, uh, you know, they're looking for an adult, they're looking for somebody who uh, seems like a leader, and, and Bill certainly has uh, effectively can, uh, conveyed that during this part of the campaign. Let's talk about, just quickly, what are the Mendoza ties, what are the Preckwinkle ties to Burke and uh, Solis? 
Uh, Preckwinkle had a fundraiser uh, at Burke's house back in January. She's uh, now uh, uh, drawn into a closer relationship with Burke through some Tribune stories that show that she gave a job to the alderman's son. Who was under investigation in the sheriff's office. Uh, when he left the sheriff's office for that reason. Uh, you have Mendoza, who whose career goes almost all the way back to Danny Solis's career. Um, she um, uh, has had fundraisers that he has uh, uh, arranged for her. She's close to him. She's close to his sister who was going to have a fundraiser for her, but that's been somehow postponed. She's given back money that she's gotten from uh, Danny as well as the company that Danny's sister co-founded. 140 some odd thousand, that's no, no small mm -hmm. change. So they're, they're all, they all seem to be running away from each other. The, the, the question I have is, are those candidates on any of these recordings with these people? And back to on Preckwinkle, you know, there, there is also the, the, uh, the $10,000 uh, donation that uh, uh, Burke is alleged to have shaken down these, these Burger King owners specifically for her. And the uh, meeting she had with Burke, who wanted a promotion for his son. So she admitted that this week, and she didn't look very good doing it because she waited a while to say it. Yeah, and, and as far as I know, she still hasn't paid back all the money from That's that right. fundraiser. And she's trying to use it the until the quarter for the election, which right. is like, I, I don't even know what she's thinking. I, I, I'll give Mendoza credit for that much, for at least write, being smart Immediately enough Immediately write writing check. the check, right. I, I, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't take away the... The, the stain in my mind, but at least, you know, she's not benefiting further from the money. Well, this is a full employment program for reporters. We're going to be busy for probably forever on this. <laughs> and let's just see how it unfolds. We'll see you next week.